0: Welcome to the Ministry to Parents podcast. Here's your hosts, Elizabeth and Jeremy Lee. Welcome to the Ministry to Parents podcast. I hope everybody's doing well. This is the podcast for church leaders that helps them build a ministry to parents. I'm Jeremy Lee.
1: And I'm Elizabeth Lee. Thanks so much for joining in. This is episode 29. We're in the middle of our series on how to help prepare your parents for spiritual leadership. In particular, today's topic, we're gonna cover the biblical foundation on why there needs to be a parent ministry or a family ministry. You can call it either one.
0: Yeah, and it's and it's even I think even a, a level deeper than that it's why should we even care or spend so much time effort and energy obviously we care but why should we spend so much time effort and energy and potentially realign our ministry and our the priorities of our ministry to include parents and include this idea of teaching parents how to teach their kids and lead them spiritually um that's a lot of effort it takes time money effort and energy and anytime we want to do that we don't want to waste our efforts and energy so we want to know that we're doing it for the right reasons and this episode is all about establishing that right reason um and you may have um heard some of what we're going to be talking about but it even if you've heard it before i invite you to just sit in it with us today just for a few minutes. It won't be long. And it'll give us a chance to kind of all recalibrate together. What's the biblical foundation to this idea of why we should help parents lead their kids spiritually?
1: And it's the why. It's the why behind when he, you know, and Jeremy, as you're saying, it's the why behind the, it's the right reason. Um, it's the why and our why is what drives everything we do it just it's a human thing and so when we know our why we actually have the courage needed to do what needs to get done so go ahead and begin jeremy talk to us about uh if no one's like when you say i say the word shamal like if somebody goes what is that like a paper plate like what are we talking about here
0: yeah and i'm i'm I'll start this by saying anytime you hear something about parent ministry or family ministry, a lot of times it will start with the Shema biblically, but I, I I do want it to also be clear that the idea of passing down faith from one generation to another, it's all throughout Scripture. It's not uh, just uh, resides in one uh, section of Scripture, but this particular section of Scripture is incredibly important, uh, the Shema. It, it refers to the uh, section of Scripture from Deuteronomy chapter 6. And if you grew up as an Orthodox Jew, you would recite the Shema every morning when you woke up and every evening before you went to bed. Uh, I think of this as the thesis of the Bible, of God's story. One of the reasons why is because it is... Uh, It it basically gives the central purpose to life. Like, I don't have to go climb up a mountain and ask some monk in a temple, what is the meaning of life? I've got it set correctly right here in the Shema. It says it really clearly. Um, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. That's it. That's the mission statement. That's the thesis of (laughs) of life. And uh, one of the things that's beautiful is this is central to the Old Testament, but then it's repeated by Jesus in the New Testament, and it anchors both sides of the scripture. It's why I love it. That's why it's my opinion that this would be uh, the thesis of the Bible itself. So I think uh, it's pretty incredible. But what makes it incredible to the family ministry world is verse seven, when it begins to say, impress this truth. If this is the meaning to life, impress this on your children. Talk about it when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. And then it says, tie them as symbols on your hands, buy them on your foreheads, write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. So that's where it says, hey, here's here's the meaning of life. You don't have to be confused. And now what I want you to do is pass this down to your kids. And that's the heart of what we're trying to talk about, and that's, uh, in essence, the biblical foundation.
1: You know, as you were reading that, I'm just listening into the scripture, and uh, I think about, uh, I love how the way the Lord has written it when He talks about impress. And I immediately, the visual I saw was like an imprint, like a wax seal. When it's uh, when you first pour the, uh, the wax, and then you put the seal in it, that's in essence. What parents are asked to do is uh, parents uh, know the Lord, love the Lord, because when you know the Lord, not through head knowledge, but when you like know Him intimately personally and when you know him in such a way you you recognize and you see his heart is so incredibly good and he does good and he works all things out for our good and so when you know that kind of good you're dying to impress that on the people that you love the most and so you take that seal that stamp in essence it's what shaped you right so that's who you are that little monogram in the heart and you take that and you take that seal and you impress it upon these children who are still moldable, they're like the wax, nothing, it hasn't sealed yet. And you go and you impress and you put that imprint on them. And then that becomes who they are. And then they go and do that to the next generation and then to the next generation. And so you would think that if if God were giving this instruction, he might make it super formal, like you need to attend classes and have a degree and and do all these things. But um, as I was listening in on the truth, what the Spirit just kind of prompted me was walk as you're walking, as you're living life. So it's not like parents need to do this. And make sure they have a graduate degree from seminary To be able to pass this down to their children That's not how it rolls He's saying, hey, as you know me and, and I've become part of who you are I am all of who you are I want you to go And as you live your life I want you to impress that upon your children I want you to continually uh, when Because it's not like our humanity changes We have Jesus in us now as believers, right? So when we make mistakes as parents parents we get to come back and say let me tell you I made a mistake here and let me tell you what Jesus is teaching me about that as he's course correcting me we get to talk that out with our children and we get to our talk out and live out our own personal discipleship with our kids as we go and that's in essence what the Shema looks like it's, it's just a beautiful picture of that, that wax seal. You know, that's what kind of came to mind as you were talking.
0: Oh, I, lo- I love how you say wax seal, especially because I love uh, the moldable part of the kids. That's a beautiful word picture. Um, uh, and another word picture for that word impress, the Hebrew word uh, has another English variation to it. It could be tattoo. And so I like that as well because it's got a permanence to it. You know, when you when you're tattooed it it stays there forever and that speaks to the long-term investment. And it's one of the reasons why I love this idea of investing in parents. Because it's it's basically, um, I, I like to compare it to this uh, financially. Sometimes we can get caught up, especially when things are tight and all we want to do is worry about paying the bill that's in front of us, right? I'm sure a lot of us can relate to that. And uh, And when all we're thinking about is how do I pay the rent? How do I get the groceries? How do I pay the car payment? It's really hard for us to think about Investing in the stock market, or putting into our retirement plan, or saving for later—right? That's a, just a challenge because we're just like, well, I don't, I don't, can't even think about. I got to survive. I can't dream. I need to survive. Well, sometimes um, uh, our ministries can run that way, where I just need to get. I I, I know I I need to long term invest and everything, but I what I need to do is. Uh, I need to get this week's lesson done and I, I need to go take care of this family who's in a crisis and i and I need to my the my church my pastor or the leader in charge of me asked me to go do this and i, I better go do that if I want to have a job next week or if i want to have this position next week so uh and it's easy to to look at the urgent and miss um the long term investment well this tattooing Um, Helping parents tattoo their influence into the hearts of kids, for the sake of uh, this Shema mission of teaching kids how to love the Lord God with their heart, soul, strength, and mind—that is, and body—that is uh, the—that is the long-term investment. It's not as fun sometimes, uh, but it's the long-term investment. I just encourage you to think with that perspective, play the long game. Um, family ministry is the long game and, uh, and, and the Shema proves that out f- for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of thinking, I mean, I'm like taking notes. That was really good. <laughs> um, because it, it really is. And I think, uh, as you were, as you were sharing about that, I thought, what does it take? We, Cause it's comparing it to finances. Like as we're, you and I personally, we talk about how do we do our long-term investments and what does it take personally to invest, right? It takes discipline, it takes vision, it takes patience. Um it takes knowledge. You have to and you have to also know your goals and your values to be able to set those things, right? Financially and so to carry that over into this, it's like okay, I've got to decide if I'm a children's minister and they move out of my program in 5th or 6th grade, but they enter in kindergarten, what is my plan? Where do I want for the families, not just the children? Sometimes we have the plans for the children. Here's what they get in second grade. Here's what they get in third grade. Well, What's the plan for the parents? What do they get when their kids are in second grade? What do they get when the parents are in third grade? What do they get? uh, And if you have a a good team where you're able to collaborate with a youth church leader, uh, what can we together give them when they transition into that student ministry? Uh, If you're a student minister, what do your parents get when they're eighth graders? Uh, What do they get when they transition into high school? And then when they're seniors, what do parents of seniors get? How can you pour into them? What's that plan? What's the long-term goal And then you can go on to college. And then I think as a church in particular, oh, my goodness, if you are able to unite preschool and children and students with that long-term plan, oh, my goodness, picture what your parents will look like in 18 years. And then what their children's children will look like. Now, that's discipleship, right? That is truly uh, one of the wisest investments a church can make.
0: Yeah. So, that, and that kind of moves to the, to the uh, last part of the Shema that we're going to talk about because um, it says tie them as symbol or it says talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands, bind them on your foreheads, write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. So uh, in this section, things get really logistical and practical. You mean I mean, really, you don't have a box
1: on your head right now. What?
0: <laughs> yeah, and so and this whole tie them as symbols. That's uh, the, it's really interesting because you're right. Orthodox Jews, even today, would take a little scroll with the with the Hebrew for "Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength," and that would be in a little box. It's called a phylactery, and they would tie it to their thank you very much. They would tie it to their head. And they still today wear it like that to, to literally, to take this verse very literally. Uh, and then also you bought for our house uh, a mezuzah. Mm-hmm. And I love that same little scroll in like a little pl- framed plaque type thing that you can put on the doorframe of a house. And, but in essence, one of the things that I love about th- that is the same God who made children's brains. And you know, uh, if, if I don't have, I'm preaching to the choir when uh, I'm talking to the people who speak to children, especially young teenagers, they're concrete thinkers that are developing abstract thought. The way to help a concrete thinker who is getting these new superpowers of abstract thought, the way to teach them something is to say, this is subjective thing that you cannot see here and feel in touch? Well, it's kind of like this concrete thing that you can see here and feel in touch. If you analyze Jesus's teaching, he actually did that quite a lot. This thing over here, it's like this Victory. thing. Victory. Yeah. 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 And so um, it's so beautiful how logistically in this passage, it's training us as parents is, okay, you want to know how to do this? Well, first of all, um, as you walk along the road, as you go, you know what? Talk about it at home as you're dropping people off at practice because you're now the sports Uber, Uber driver. <laughs> right, for sure. And, and, and all this, you know, as we're going back and forth and doing all these things with our kids, just talk about it. Just faith-based conversations at home and then get real logistical and use concrete symbols as a way to to teach the things that the kids may not be able to understand yet because they're abstract. This was done by the way if you chart out the Jewish festivals that still happen today mm-hmm. there there uh, there are just processes within each one of them where they actually like read scripts and in the scripts they say hey parents say this to your kid <laughs> hey kids say this to your parents Hey, grab this cracker or grab this bread or grab this thing. This is a symbol that represents this. They, It's a playbook. The Shema is nothing less. This, is, this excites me because it's nothing less than a stinking playbook on how to do this. Um, I love how logistical it is because it starts with, here's the purpose of life. Don't have to wonder. The mission is tattoo it on their hearts. Put a wax seal over them with this truth and then you want to know how to do that? Easy. Talk about it. Let it be a part of your daily lives. Don't just do it on Sunday mornings. Let it be a part of who you are daily, the good, the bad, and the ugly of it. When you mess up, when you don't know the answer to the questions, all of these things, and then make it symbols and then use ceremonial things. Be intentional about how, as parents, be intentional about educating them in a way that they can learn so they can understand what all this means.
1: What a beautiful picture. One of the, as uh, you were talking, I was reminded of something that you did when our boys were little. And each of them had their own individual moment in different ways. But in particular, one of our sons was uh, in a basketball game, young, probably second or third grade. And he was having to, his team was going up against like the giant team, you know. And and uh, so nervous and afraid for all the little emotions that come in a second and third grader. And he chose in that game to stay in and not quit and not even in his sphere, he chose to keep going. And I love what you did in that moment. And I was just remembered as you're talking about the symbols taking abstract concrete, you went and found a rock and uh outside, and then you got a sharpie, and you wrote courage, and you met with him later that day. remember, and you you talked to him about uh Joshua and how God talks about being courageous and how you saw that in him, and I think somewhere that rock's still in this house somewhere on <laughs> but, the trophy case' oh, that's, that's what I right that 's yeah. right, even on the trophy case and so uh it's just that 's a beautiful example of how a parent can um uh, take the abstract concepts and make them concrete. And I think even when they're teenagers, because they're still transitioning, it's still just as valuable. Even though they can start to understand abstract concepts, I think the concrete still works. Yeah, you know.
0: And I just giggle and laugh because all these psychologists and educational experts are like, concrete, abstract, and God knew all along He was doing that way before we figured that out on any other level. He, he, he knew how to past these great spiritual truths down. He knew that the brain that he created was going to struggle with an abstract concept early. So here's how parents, here's how to do it. Use symbols. Use ceremonial, intentional things. Um, it is, I think for me, if we just boil it all down, it uh, comes down to this. You should not do family. You should not do family or parent ministry unless you have a biblical reason to do it mm-hmm, for sure. a foundation that you can rely on and i like how you said in the beginning a why mm-hmm. that fuels it and i hope this episode just touches a little bit on because like i said this is just a piece of the biblical perspective for uh family and parent ministry it is i i love to tell people It has always been God's blueprint for passing down faith that it was meant to be from parents to children, generation to generation to generation. And the church has really a focused mission and an opportunity train the parents that are willing to do it to pass down faith to generation and adopt any spiritual orphans whose parents are not yet willing to do it and take their place as a church and adopt them and give them what they need. And in those two missions, you are connecting to God's original design of how to pass down faith. It doesn't get any better. And it's biblical. It's foundational. And in the next few episodes, we're going to break it down even
1: more. Well, we hope uh, you have been so encouraged and inspired by today's episode. Uh, that'll light your fire. So um, if you uh, want more uh, until next episode, you can uh, get some of our free resources at ministrytoparents.com uh, forward slash free. And you can sign up for our email list. And we would love to just be able to support you in any way. If you've got any more questions about this, we would love to be able to talk with you. You can reach out at info at com. Um, It's just been good stuff.
0: Mm -hmm. And thank you for listening. This is the part that you usually do, and you switched on me, and I think that's so cool, but I'm going to read this. (laughs) Hold on. I can't be slick. I'm not as slick as I should be. Okay. This is the podcast for church leaders (laughs) that helps them build administrative parents. Thanks for joining, and we'll see you next episode.
1: (laughs) You've been listening to the M2P Podcast podcast. To download free parent resources, go to
0: ministrytoparents.com.